Welcome to Dose of Support. We are an interdisciplinary show that highlights healthcare workers. We share stories and self-care in healthcare every week. I'm your host, Dr. Vanessa Casper, a nurse practitioner and a healthcare worker just like you. Remember, I'm not your healthcare provider. Our guests are not your healthcare provider, and we're not giving healthcare advice here. Seek out care from your own healthcare provider. This podcast, host, guests, and associated social media platforms are not representing an employer or organization. It's hard out there, so let's find some self-care in healthcare. Stay tuned. Welcome back, Dosies. Listen, this is going to be a short little ditty, just you and me today. I had like a terrible week last week. I had some really challenging patient care interactions, like really made me question my, gosh, my abilities, my confidence, so many things. And in the midst of all this, I was planning a funeral for my loved one. And in the midst of that, I wasn't sleeping. And then we didn't have daycare one of those days. And like the list, it it just kept going. And then by Friday last week, it was the death anniversary or the death anniversary of my first husband. And if you've heard episode zero you know that that was a very traumatic thing for me. And death anniversaries can be really hard for people, like no matter who you are. And there is no self-care for that. And I just wanted to, instead of like, have it, like instead of having a regular interview like we do every week, I wanted to sit with you guys and be honest about like, sometimes there is no self-care for a situation. Sometimes learning to live in that emotional space, feel those feelings. That is the self-care. I mean, and I wouldn't even call it self-care. It's processing. There's so much to it. So because this is a self-care in healthcare podcast, I thought maybe I should talk about how I was able to get all my work done, do all the things I had to do, and still show up and be an excellent provider the next day at work, despite the issues I was having. And I just wanted to speak frankly about it. So I always try to do the best I can, and I'm still I'm still learning, right? Like, we are never done learning. We are never experts. I've been in practice for about three years as a nurse practitioner. And like, I'm kind of like, I wonder when I'm done being a newbie. Like, I wonder when that goes away. And I'm sure that you guys can relate to that. And so I had a few moments like that this week where my confidence was shaken. Everyone has bad days or off days. And and so how do you get that back? And what I did was I tapped into my resources. I asked colleagues if they could help me. I talked about what happened. I think for me, talk therapy and talking things out is really helpful. So it's just so funny. Like I was going through all this stuff and all I needed was a wing, a wing person to help me build my confidence. But you can really apply that to anything. Having a buddy, having colleagues, having mentors that you can ask questions to and 
people that can help um, teach you. Like you, there is no way that you can teach yourself everything. Like you, you can't. I think a lot of us have very high expectations of ourselves that like if we didn't learn it in school, we're going to look it up. We're going to become a boss at it. We're going to be awesome at it. And like for some things, that's totally the case. And for other things, it just takes practice and time and sometimes a partner to help teach you that. And I know where my strengths are right now. What I did was I reflected on that. What am I really good at? When I go to work, what am I really good at? When you define that, you can look at, okay, what should I work on? Because we all have that stuff, right? And when I realized what I'm good at, and what it takes to do my job. That helped me kind of reframe like, I am doing a good job. And I needed to like tell myself that. And so we all have these bad days, right? Like everybody does. We have bad days, hard days. And when you have a second to sit with it, and if you ask yourself, what am I really good at when it comes to this job? I think that you'll find your answer and you'll find your confidence. We all get overwhelmed. We all have times like this. I mean, I literally went to the mortuary to plan this funeral and then went and did patient care afterwards because that's life. Like, could I have taken PTO? Sure, but it was like a 30-minute meeting to do some planning and it wasn't like difficult decisions. So I I was kind of like, I don't feel like I should or that I need to take PTO, but that doesn't mean it wasn't hard. You know, it, it was like this thing that I have to do. And I have lots of other feelings around planning this funeral, which I... I still feel like because the death occurred in my family and I have been put in charge, I haven't grieved the loss properly when you're not given the time to do that grieving because you have to be in beast mode. And I'm very good at that. That is like one of my coping mechanisms is like, I am in beast mode doing all the things all the time. Um, but I do recognize that I need and want that time to chill out and sit with it for a moment and give my loved one, I want to honor them and honor their memory. Um, And, you know, at the same time all of this is happening, then it was this death anniversary of, of Johnny. And so one thing that pops up every year for me is how I am mourning a dead guy that I loved, that I was married to, um, while I'm married to another guy that I also love. And I've talked about this with friends and family, like, this is just bizarre. It's so weird. Um, but every year it's hard. And this was the, the five year anniversary. And I typically do visit the cemetery and I, I didn't do that on that day because that's the day we didn't have daycare. So I lost my daycare and couldn't go to the cemetery, couldn't do my normal ritual. And so what I try to do every year is this ritual and it helps me put a close on that year. Like another year has gone by and I still remember you. And that's one of my main, one of the main things that I'm using to cope with his loss is that he will always be remembered, that his memory won't be lost. So 
I want it here in this recording that he was Johnny. His name was Johnny and he was a very large ginger. <laughs> he was a redheaded guy with blue eyes and lots of freckles. And he was like Mr. Congeniality. He would light up a room when he walked in. He had an awesome sense of humor. Um, and he was like a jokester all the time. <laughs> I, he was just a light. He was a light. And when he died, I felt this loss, even though we had been divorced, I knew that the world lost this light. And my version of remembering him and my ritual for remembering him, going to the cemetery, talking to him, really trying to remember that light and reflect on the good because there was a lot of bad too, right? Like there's a reason we got divorced. There's a reason that things were so hard for him. And one of those reasons is mental health issues. I mean, mental health is it terribly underfunded, terribly misunderstood. People are not given the care that they need. And in America, if you don't have insurance, um, it's even worse. And that, that was the case for Johnny. Here, I have this situation where I knew what he needed and there wasn't a way for him to get it. But I think it is important to say here that as I remember him and as I remember his light and all the good, that the hard things that were there were mostly there because resources weren't available to him because he needed mental health care and couldn't get it. He needed help and couldn't get it. And that is something very wrong in our country, in our world, um, that mental health care is not taken seriously. One of the reasons I started Dose of Support was because of my own experiences with mental health problems. I mean, I've had my own issues with depression and anxiety and PTSD, and all of that is in episode zero, and I've received my treatment, but I had insurance. I could go to therapy. I could get medications. And like so many other healthcare workers, I had access to a community or to resources that could help me. But a lot of people don't have that. And even when you're in healthcare, it's so lonely, right? Like you have to suffer in silence. You can't tell your colleagues that it's hard for you. Like there is a sense of it's your weakness. And I definitely felt that in nursing spaces. And I know that it's not only in nursing spaces. And I just want to acknowledge that your colleagues could be struggling. Your colleagues probably are struggling. Um, and one of the reasons I started Dose of Support was to hear from people, to hear from real frontline healthcare workers so that they could share things that went on in their work, so that they could share what they do, and so that they could share how they get through it. We need to find what supports each other. We need to find what supports each situation. I, one thing that's so interesting about self-care is that it has to evolve for what you're needing at that time. And I don't do a lot of solo shows. I think this is maybe the second time I've gotten on the mic and gone to town, but I really wanted to say that, that self-care 
is fluid. It isn't just for one situation. It isn't for when you're having a really busy day at work. It isn't just for everyday life on a maintenance program. Like, like obviously, I think a maintenance program is what we all need. But when you have a week like I had last week, tough patient care situations, and then planning a funeral, and then a death anniversary. It's it's really like, how do you adjust your self-care in the hard times? How do you switch gears, go off your routine? How do you stay flexible so that it doesn't become a burden to care for yourself? Hopefully this is making sense, right? Like, like, let's say you have a regimen where you exercise three to four days a week, but then bam, something happens and it throws you off your rocker. Okay, well, how are you going to be flexible and adjust so that you still can have joy, feel joy? And I got to be honest, you guys, I had a bad week and I didn't get there every day. I didn't. Did I work out a few times? Yeah. Did I do yoga? I did. I did. I got all my charting done. Like I had some wins. I got some mojo back, but like it was, it still wasn't, it was still really hard. And I want to go back to what I was saying about like, sometimes there isn't self-care. You just have to sit with that feeling. And so I did. And I cried a lot and it's really okay. It's really okay to mourn when you have loss. We see a lot of sad things in healthcare. And instead of like saying, okay, go do some deep breathing exercises in the bathroom or take a day of PTO and sleep or take time when you get off of work to go get a massage. It isn't just that. It also is sitting with the, the feelings, the problem, the issue, and living with that discomfort it sucks though. And that's what I did on Friday. I sat with it and it wasn't pleasant. I can say Saturday was better and you just have to go through it sometimes. As always, I'm not, I'm not here to give you healthcare advice, but I did want to share how my week went and why I'm not airing a regular show this week. I will be womaning this funeral this week and I'm very, I'm honored to do it. And I just wanted to take the time to talk about that and what's really going on with me right now because it's uncomfortable and it's also real. Next week, I'll be back with a guest and an interview and more realness, more me and more self-care and healthcare. But I have to be genuine and I wanted to come on and and be that for you this week. Thank you so much for choosing Dose of Support and for being part of this community. I can't tell you how grateful I am that folks on Instagram stepped up for me this weekend and gave me so much love and free Starbucks coffee and just so much. They gave me a dose of support. And oh my God, you guys, did I make this show for you or did I make it for me? And with that, 
I will be back in your ears next week. You can extend a dose of support even further by visiting us on Facebook, Instagram, on our website, or by giving us a rating or review. You can always support the show monetarily on patreon.com slash dose of support. Dose of Support is written, organized, emails, edited, produced, published, all the things by me, Vanessa Casper, with exclusive music by John Schreier. I'm punching out this week, but I will be back in your ears next week for another Dose of Support.